Greetings, fans. Welcome to Shy Lounge. I am Shinblade. And man, it's been a crazy past couple of days. Or should I say the past week, I've been having a crazy couple of days. Man, three interviews in three days. It's such amazing to me because usually I get an interview here and there and I put it out uh, for you to hear and for um, others to hear or fans of Shinblade to hear. But three interviews in three days. Oh man, it's exhausting at the same time, but sometimes I think about it as oversaturating. But then again, uh, I'm not talking about what happened in WWE or, you know, this past week or this past recap. So I think I'm actually doing pretty good here. You know, first off, I had an interview with Johnny Crab Cakes, uh, aka John Mididakis from uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood in Baltimore, Maryland. A uh, really great guy. Um, he He's very, very interesting, you know. Um, he also sent me a picture that a, a fan of him uh, made a action figure of him when he had his match in MCW uh, Pro Wrestling, which is an amazing thing. So that just tells you, you know, you got fans when you got action figures made after you or even pop vinyl figures made after you. Shout out to Renee Michelle in Japan, another MCW uh, wrestler, a women's wrestler. And then the second day I had an interview with... Uh, Kim Coles and John Hinton of the hit 90s TV show Living Single, who played Sinclair James and Overton Wakefield Jones, respectfully. Um, I got a bit of uh, praise from that interview, let alone the picture that I took. Some people in Baltimore didn't even know they were in town, which was is amazing to me because I know Baltimore Comedy Factory uh, advertises their uh, shows. So it was great going out to uh, see them um, do stand up and you know, uh, Sinclair, or should I say, uh, Kim Cole, she's very, uh, amazing. She's, uh, good looking also, you know, I couldn't look into her eyes because they were so beautiful and, you know, I'm glad that she's married, you know, cause honestly, you know, maybe Shin, Shin Blade could have had, uh, been married to Sinclair in real life and I would have had haters on me, but Shin Blade, uh, does have haters, which in turn to me are fans, which, you know, you can't argue with that because, you know, when you have haters, you, uh, you know, you're going somewhere. So I'd rather have haters and not have haters to know that I'm doing good. I'm going somewhere and, and I'm what I would say doing the thing. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, the next guest on this show is a WWE Hall of Famer. This is the second time I interviewed a WWE Hall of Famer. Ron Simmons is my first. And this one is from 2014. One of my favorite guys growing up, Jake the Snake Roberts. He came by uh, Baltimore, Maryland with his unspoken word tour. Yes, I said unspoken. That was him, not me. And I had the opportunity of sitting down with him and we discussed a lot of topics. Um, also, I just want to say that this episode is not for kids. This is not for kids. It is not safe for work because there's a lot of loaded language coming from Jake in his interview. And that, as Shy Lounge would put it, it's supposed to be a relaxed environment. So my guests can say anything they want. It's just my responsibility to tell you that uh, if it's not safe for your kids, if it's not safe for work, just so that when if your kids do listen to it and you catch them listening to it and it's not cool with you as parents or guardians, then rewind it to the first about five minutes of this episode or just look on the YouTube as I put my core interviews up and see the age restrictions that I have on my YouTube video. 
But anyway, Jake gets down and we talk about his unspoken word tour. Um, we talk about, you know, being with DDP and, and Scott Hall. Also, we we have uh, he, he gives out a lot of information, uh, uh, not a lot of information, but a lot of advice to anybody who's struggling with alcoholism or drug abuse. So if anybody is out there struggling with either of those things, please listen to the show. Or, you know, if you if you never heard of Shy Lounge or, you know, um, you can also listen to any other interviews they've done. But I'm taking away from Shy Lounge. So, yes, listen here. So before I get into that, I have a musical guest by a very interesting name. I have known this guy uh for a couple years, so I can't say his real name in in life. He wants me to go by his actual uh, in, uh his actual musical name, so I'm gonna go with that. His name is Cloud Walker, and this song is called The Forge. Now, before I get into it, I'm gonna give his social media information it, just in case if you like it. So if you want to catch the guy, or should I say catch Cloud Walker, catch him on Facebook at Cloud Walker Hip Hop. Again. That's Cloud Walker Hip Hop. And if you like what you hear, you can also catch him on SoundCloud for more tracks under Cloud Walker. Very great song. Um, I love my hip hop. He brings the boom bap. So he's going to uh, his tracks are going to appear on Shy Lounge a few more times before uh, I exhaust them all. I don't actually want to do that. I want you as the guest uh, listener or whatever you want to call yourself to go on Cloud Walker and listen to his tracks. Give him, give him some feedback. And speaking of feedback, if you want to give feedback on Shy Lounge, don't be afraid to email me at shin.blade.808 at gmail.com. That is shin.blade.808 at gmail.com. If you want to catch me on social media, you can catch me on Facebook at Official Shinblade. Again, Official Shinblade. On Twitter and on Instagram, it's the same handle, which is Sensational One. S-H-I-N-S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-O-N-E. Uh, let me do that again. S-H-I-N-S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-O-N-E. I always need water when I say my uh, handles for Twitter and Instagram. But, you know, it's sensational, so uh, who really cares? But anyway, let's get into the song. It's called The Forge by Cloudwalker. A lyrical Hephaestus forge a sword in the fire that I fan in all directions And I hammer out the details to remove the imperfections Every strike to the anvil leaves a permanent impression Thus expressed with every hit is my personal perspective I hold my intellect so I can make a better weapon The wit is the edge and I would like to keep it sharp So I sought to seek out training in the mental martial arts The blade's balance is perfection, I knew that from the start Though the polish must be bright if it's to shine against the dark It was forged within the mind and tempered by the wisdom Though it cooled within the shadows of so many bad decisions And the ice of all the circumstances out of our control you know that's the joss and it's just how it goes Because sometimes you're living hot and sometimes your life is cold Though the metal can be strengthened only fold by fold So live moment to moment because the moments define you What are we but sums of every thought and every move So I embedded in the hilt the form most beautiful jewels Wisdom, justice, courage, truth And I wrap the grip and rhyme for it is easy to use And as I sit atop the anvil I examine my prize And though I like what I see it's not success in my eyes Because the sword is just a tool made of metal and wood It's only forged within the light when it is used for the good I am the lightsmith forged Weapons of the highest order, I'm the lightsmith. I 
am the lightsmith. Forging weapons of the highest order, I'm the lightsmith. Well, I'm here with uh, WWE Hall of Famer 2014 and a um, icon of mine, Jake the Snake Roberts in Baltimore Soundstage. How you feeling? I feel great, man. You know, bringing back a lot of memories. <laughs> uh, that's the reason I like doing these shows. Is, uh, you know, I come into town and uh, for some reason the crust off the brain shakes off a little bit. Mm. Some, some, something comes out of there. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. <laughs> okay, um, now I'm going to have to ask you this because I know you've been to Baltimore many times, but what, what was your favorite memories that you had here? Wrestling Ronnie Garvin. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I wrestled Ronnie a lot of times, and it was always the same stuff, man. Ronnie, man, he'd take it to you. Man, he'd wear your ass out. <laughs> and, uh, it was always fun because... No matter how far I beat him down, I knew at some point he was going to get up. Mm -hmm. And when he did get up, I knew he was going to kick my ass. <laughs> but he always gave me a signal when he was coming up. You know what that signal was? What was that? His nipples would get hard. <laughs> and that always terrified me, him getting his nipples hard and then getting up and kicking my ass. Because uh, I was pretty sure he could do just about anything he wanted to with me at that point. That's long before the Joey Ryan, the Joey Ryan uh, penis hole that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you, you know, grab, I, yeah. I think that's, he's a, he's a great guy, but I think that was a little bit pushing yeah, it too far in the world yeah, of wrestling. That, that's what something that uh, Japan had uh, yeah. endorsed, and it, you know, now it's his move. Yeah, you know, there's, you know, nobody should be much so stupid some bitches in this business. <laughs> there sure is. Some of them are in charge. Yeah. But, um, I remember, um, was it Ronnie Garvin that you faced for the television title yeah. in uh, Georgia? Yeah. My friend Ed, he's a big fan of Georgia Championship Wrestling. Um, I've seen the videos and, um, off the uh, Pick Your Poison, yeah. which is one of my favorites. I forgot to bring the DVD down here to sign. But, um, you know, you're doing your unspoken um, tour. Um, Baltimore is one of your areas. I forgot where you started at first. I'm going everywhere, but we've been to Australia, been to all over Canada. Did about 40 dates in Canada. Really? All over the U.S. Uh, next month, we're going to uh, Hollywood Improv. Oh, that's going to be yeah, awesome. Bro, are you serious, man? I mean, these are places that you... I saw that on television. <laughs> Some bitch Jake Snake's in that building mm -hmm. where them comedians go. 
Yelling, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be there, man. And then I'm having the highlight so far. Yes. It's gonna be in November uh, in Poughkeepsie, New York. I was just informed. Uh, Poughkeepsie is where I started my WWF career. Yes. You know, first place I wrestled there. The first night I had to deal with that damn snake. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, but I'm being interviewed by the Rolling Stone magazine. Yes. And uh, that to me is just a big moment, you know, mm -hmm. uh, being interviewed by them and, and them doing a spread on it instead of uh, they're going to find somebody out to do this interview. So that's going to be awesome, man. And, you know, it's a highlight of my career, one of them. Mm -hmm. You also have a story in Poughkeepsie, I remember, that um, I think it was the head of NBC, Dick Ebersol. Yeah. And yeah. I think maybe that was the same night where you faced uh, Randy Savage. Uh, no, um, that was later on, but... Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was always getting in trouble over my damn mouth when I shouldn't. You know, I didn't know he was the head of NBC. Well, you won't get in trouble on this interview no, because this, no, is no, my, this is my I show. I worried about it. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they brought me a script. I've never seen a script in my life, you know. Back in the 80s? Yeah. I've wow. never seen no script. You know, and, and this guy brings me a script. He's like, here's your script. I'm like, get the fuck out. <laughs> hand me a script. He goes, yeah, yeah, you know, for your uh, for your interviews. I'm like, I need a script. Are you fucking serious? And I started throwing my... And I'm like, I would never say this stupid or shit. <laughs> I said, hey, dude, come here. He came back mm -hmm. and I threw it in his face. Tell NBC to shove that fucking shit up their ass, man. Wow. Get the fuck away from me. Wow. I mean, it was, it was just really stupid shit, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, I'm sitting there, I was boiling, man. And uh, a little bit later, I went outside and calmed myself down with some herbal remedy. <laughs> Quote, unquote. As I would do back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, came back in, I was chilling, man. And uh, Jesse Ventura came up to me. So what do you think, man? This is a hell of a layout. And it was a hell of a layout, man. When NBC came and did uh, the Saturday Night Main event, man, there would be five or six extra big trucks outside, you know, with NBC all over. Oh, yeah. It was a hell of a deal, man. Mm -hmm. And our food spread was up about 2,000%, man, yeah. quality and quantity. Mm -hmm. And it was just a hell of a layout. You know, and they had all these set pieces. Man, oh, man, this is wild, you know. I said, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I said, man, I said, you know what gets me, Jesse? I said, they brought me a fucking script, man. Can you fucking believe that shit? Oh, man. He goes, yeah. He said, they just, they just give you that for suggestions. Oh, I said, I give them a suggestion. I told them to shove it up their ass, man. I said, nobody in NBC knows Jake Snake Roberts. Mm -hmm. They're going to talk for me. He said, well, who the hell gave it to you? I looked around, saw that guy right there. He goes, no. I said, what'd you do? I said, oh, my I told God. Him to shove it up his ass. He goes, Oh my God, Jake! Oh my God! About that time, that guy turning started coming towards me with Vince McMahon. I'm like, who the fuck is he? He goes, that's the president of NBC Sports. I'm like, well, there went my career, because I truly, I honestly expected them to walk over there and fire me to get the fuck out of there. Okay. And uh, instead, he uh, came over and he says, uh, McMahon tells me that you got a pretty good uh, eye and uh, that you got. You'd probably come up with something better than we suggested. So if you had to come up with something off the top of your head, what would it be? I said, well, I'd just take all my clothes off and go in the shower and take, take a damn interview with me in the shower and say, hmm. He's like, I like that. Whew. That's what we did. Oh, man. I, I noticed that some of your interviews back in the day, you, you were in the shower, but you were in your tights, though. I did crazy shit, man. 
Yeah, and you even scared uh, Gene Okerlund a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, I did that for a reason. Because Okerlund was real bad about if you were doing an interview with him and as you walk off, he'd always say something cute. Yeah. On your way off. Mm-hmm. Well, what he was doing was stealing your fucking interview. Because if you were out there being serious, he said something cute that kind of pisses in your face. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. Which is wrong. Yeah. But he did it to everybody. So when I seen him, I said, he says, Jake, please keep that snake away from me, please. I said, I'll tell you what, Jake, you don't try to steal my fucking interview, you won't see this snake. Okay. I said, you steal this motherfucker, I will throw this snake on you, I promise you. Hmm. And he looked at me and said, you're serious? I said, you fucking lie to him, man. Don't come off that cute shit when I walk off. Hmm. Never did. Well, um, I... You know, one one of the things that people uh, remember is a snake, and yeah. also they remember that Cobra that you oh, had yeah, in uh, ninety one and ninety two. But also a personal thing that uh, I still remember was your phrase "trust me," oh, yeah. and I love that phrase. I even love the the music that came uh, yeah. with it. So um, this, I get, I got to go back to the uh, tour. I got to promote this thing. Um, the unspoken word tour. What what brought you to uh, to do this? Like what? You know, you were fresh out of, uh, you know, rehabilitation, yeah. you did DDP. Well, you know, I had, to, I had to have something to do with my time. Okay. And, uh, I was getting frustrated when I'd go to these smaller wrestling shows. Uh, I'd get frustrated, number one, because I couldn't do what I used to do, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it always meant so much to me to perform at the highest level, and I couldn't. I just, my body beat down too bad, uh, broken up too bad, too many injuries over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, I did it for 39 years. I mean, give me a fucking break. You know, my shit's worn out. So, it was, it was hurting me to go out there, emotionally. Okay. And I knew that that would be a bad place mm-hmm. for me to get. So, I needed to have something. I don't want to upset my, one of my ex-wives and not pay her on time. That, no. Yeah, that would hurt. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I needed a way to make money. And uh, I went and seen uh, Mick Foley do his show. I seen his two years ago. Yeah, and I said to myself, fuck, that wasn't even funny. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I can come up with a hundred fucking stories off the top of my head that are funnier than anything that I just saw. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to the guys back at the crib. Uh, I said, hey guys, sit down for a second. I'll tell you a couple stories. So I told them a couple stories. They were pissing themselves off. <laughs> I said, guys, I got an idea. They went, dude, you ought to do a road show, man. I'm like, that's yeah. DDP, right? Yeah. Okay. Dude, dude, dude. Yeah, that's DDP. <laughs> <laughs> so many do's in one yeah, sentence. God damn, Dallas, shut up. <laughs> but uh, he came to me and he goes, yeah, yeah. I says, uh, don't call it comedy, man. Call it up. The spoken word. Uh-huh. And I said, no, I'm going to call it the unspoken fucking word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put my twist on it. <laughs> it's been trending all over. And, you know, like I said, for a guy for nearly 40 years in the business, you have been, uh, I know you have billions and billions oh, yeah. of stories to tell. And honestly, um, I'm going to pull another product out from your uh, brand is the resurrection of Jake the Snake yeah. Roberts. And honestly, I'm going to break down to you and say the first five or ten minutes, uh, I was crying yeah. because you know when you got in the ring and you were uh, yeah, in a bad state, myself, yeah. and it was it was just so. How do you think I felt? 
Oh, it was a hundredfold on you. Man, I, I you know, to this day I watch that. And I just I look at it and I just God Almighty, what the fuck was wrong with me, man? Yeah. And it's simple what was wrong with me. I'm a drunk and I'm a junkie. That's all. You and you admit that too to, to to everybody, and a lot of wrestlers don't admit it, but no, they, they still no, they still get no, into some it. Some of them are still uh, saying their prayers, eating their vitamins, oh. and, uh, screwing their ex-wife, oh. screwing their friend's <laughs> We don't know who that guy is. Though. I don't know. We we don't know who that guy yeah, is. I don't want to know. But um, but you know, um, that was one of the best do- wrestling documentaries. I, I think is the best. Yeah, no and doubt. It, it ne- to me, it's next to the Mickey Rourke film, The Wrestler. Well, that was about me. Anyway. I think that was modeled after you. No, it was. Okay. Yeah. You Just know, different character in the area. Is, they didn't want to pay me. You know? So they didn't get me involved in it. You know, Ricky, Mickey Rourke came to me in L.A. at the gym, man. I said, dude, thank you so much. I'm like, for what? <laughs> he says, you're giving me that movie. I said, I didn't give you shit. <laughs> Those motherfuckers just stole it. Yeah, uh, Darren Aronofsky and yeah, all them, and yeah. and one of my uh, best friends, Evan Ginsberg, he executive produced the movie, and he was in that VAW hall scene where he grabbed the guy and said, "My name's Evan," and they took a picture, so that was him. And I'm going to see him tomorrow because I got to do a show. Thanks for fucking. You, I'll give him the message on that. <laughs> You'll hear this show anyway, you know, but um, I just want I want people to know two reasons for that movie. Number one was to let people know that no matter how bad you get, you can overcome it. Yes. And you don't need to be ashamed of where you're at. Mm-hmm. If Jake the Snake can come out here in front and say, hey, look at this stupid fucking shit I did and recover, then what's your excuse? Mm-hmm. Second thing is more people, I hate to say this, need to be like Diamond Devil's no, it's actually true. Because he was not afraid against all odds, against all odds, that he'd get my ass sober and Scott Hall, much less in the same fucking house at the same time. Sure. I mean, my God, man, you got two fucking alpha males and you throw fucking Diamond Dallas in there. Jesus Christ, I don't even want to go there. It's a long list. I'm surprised but, you can tear the house down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we came close. Oh, you did? Oh, we came close that, to throwing some knuckles to it, man. But, that wasn't on camera. Yeah, there was. The airport thing was pretty close that night. Okay. But, you know, have the bravery and the love to stick a hand out and help your fellow man. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't do it, man, how many more people we got to lose? You know, we all know somebody. We all know somebody that we don't answer their phone call. Uh, we, we turn the other way when we see them coming down the street. Uh, we ignore them because we know they got some fucking bullshit story to tell us mm-hmm. about some hardship they got to have ten dollars for or whatever. You know, you know what it is. But realize that it's a disease, man. It is. It ain't the cat, man. It's the fucking trap. Mm-hmm. And that fucking trap is pulling a lot of people in it, man. And uh, I'm out here now. I do these shows in bars. They're serving alcohol out here. It doesn't bother me a damn bit. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm damn sure going to talk about alcoholism out there. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have some fun, man, get you a high spot and look and watch somebody out there in the crowd kind of like turn their shoulder <laughs> to their drink in order to push it over to the side like it's somebody else. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Well, it's funnier than shit. <laughs> I, if I see him, I get off the stage and come down and tell him, hey, it's okay to drink. Go ahead, bro. You're going to make me look for that guy oh, during yeah, your show fun, in the man. crowd. It's fun, bro. Um, I, I got three things before we're going to go. Yeah. Um, one of the things is that I, 
if you have a story of somebody coming to you and they were inspired by watching the documentary or watching the wrestling, what was was the most impactful moment that you had that somebody just came to you and said, because of you, I stopped? Yeah. Well, the most, probably the letter I got from a kid saying thank you for my daddy. Really? Yeah. His daddy quit drinking. And the kid was like 12 years old. And uh, his men, the mom and dad had split up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, they seen the movie. And uh, the dad broke down. And the wife, a smart woman, she didn't pull him back in the house right away. She said, you gotta prove it to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knuckled down, man, started going hey, and, and uh, did the right things. Uh, those moments, man, you can't, you can't put a price on those. Because not only did it help to do, what to do for that family. Yes. You know, that's the only way I can pay my children back, man. Mm-hmm. The children that I ignore, the children that I fucked on, didn't show up, told fucking mess. You know, that's the only way I can pay them back, and, and my kids love it. Uh, my kids are getting stuff from co-workers. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I watched your dad's movie, man. I, I'm all, I, I need to get off that little shit, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I uh, just tell your dad things. How does that make my son feel? Or my son feel? Makes him feel pretty fucking good. Yeah. And uh, to be able to get my relationships back with my children has been awesome. Uh, my mom, right before she died, she told me, she said, I'm glad you've done what you've done. She said, Comfortable enough now to let you let you take over. She said, uh, I'm not gonna be around much longer. Mm-hmm. It's good to know that you're you're good. She said, I kept waiting on you. I was hoping it would happen. Man. She said, I believe it's it's happened. Man, and I, I lost her five six months later. That's still a tough pill to swallow, man. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, that's the sad thing about addiction, alcoholism, man. It don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck about your mama, your daddy, your kids, your grandma. It doesn't matter, man. Mm-hmm. It all comes behind that drink and that drug. And uh, we just got to help each other, you know? Because lots of times, man, you ignoring that phone call or you turning your head and not paying attention to somebody, it might, it might be the last chance you get. So throw it out there, man. But know this, know this going in that he's probably going to lie to you, break your fucking heart, and steal from you. So hide your shit. Just hide your shit. <laughs> I, I, I've been told the, uh, the hiding your shit thing, that, yeah. as always. Um, you just broke into my third one, which was say something inspiring for somebody who's willing to give up and, he's looking, and he or she's looking for that push. Um, Get a hold of it, man. You know, Get a hold of it, man. So all you gotta do, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on oh, thank you. Twitter, whatever, bro. Mm-hmm. Reach out, reach out. If it's out here in the audience tonight, uh, you'll hear me up here telling them, come see me after the show. Okay. I'm serious as a heart attack about that shit, man. You know, if I got a choice, choice to do this show, make money, or help one person, show's over. I'm helping that one person. Oh, they're very humanitarian though. Fuck that, man, it's real. Now I'm gonna lighten the mood up before before I uh, get out of here. Um, you've been on the road for like many years, many yeah. many years. You've been with uh, the Greats, you've been with Road Warriors, yeah. you've been with King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Um, 
What is your funniest rib or or anything, whatever happened? Just oh, it goes, you go way beyond that shit. You know, I mean, there's too many. And I ain't gonna throw it out there. You understand? What's the fucking show, bitch? <laughs> Give probably, me probably the Rick Rude thing, man. But you'll hear that tonight. Oh man, you, there is not one rib you could actually tell me for this show. No, I mean, for for the you get nothing. I'm ready to join a party on me. That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I heard that one before. Uh, that That's was that was on one of those videos that they had. That's all you're getting, man. He he backed in the corner, did a uh, little bump. You know, yeah, and I went down. And he sat on me, and felt my shoulder vibrate. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Referee, why are you laughing, Audrey? I'm farting. Sure enough, he was. That had to Giants suck. Guys can fart for a long time. Well, all that intestinal. Forty seconds, man. All that, all that intestinal. <laughs> Just like that, bro. It was. I had like a had like a wine stain on my shoulder. Or like a birthmark. Oh. <laughs> well, I, this has been fun. I wish I can go longer, but yeah. we can't. The show has to go on. Yeah. But um, can you can you give the people your plugs for? Uh, yeah, if I knew what that shit was. Your uh, social media. Yeah, you have to get that from my daughter, man. I can't remember. The shit. I'll give it on the recap though. I can't but uh, people of Shy Lounge, out, man, do not be afraid to reach out to me, man. And if I don't call back or get back within the next 24 hours, okay, give me a little time. I'm old, man. I'm old. <laughs> well, I will get to you. Well, thank you very much, Jake the Snake. It's been an honor. Uh, after so many odd years, I get to meet you. And um, I'll, I'll shake your hand after the show before I leave. No problem. Thank hey, you. Hey, looking for that guy out there, too. Oh, I am. I am. I know you would. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, I'm actually so blessed to have that interview with Jake Roberts um, for me and Shy Lounge that um, I had to listen to it again while I was putting it together. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, Jake Roberts, for the uh, interview. And for those who uh, doubted me when I said it's not safe for kids or for work, believe me now. Well, anyway, uh, he didn't say his social media on the show because he said he couldn't remember it. But I'm going to tell you. You can catch Jake the Snake on Facebook under at Real Jake the Snake, on Twitter at Jake Snake DDT, and on Instagram as Jake the Snake DDT. It was a fun interview, very, very funny, as you could tell. Um, do interview another WWE Hall of Famer. Um, I am having my fingers crossed for the next one because eh, it was about six months, uh, give or take, that I had Hall of Famers on the show. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to Monet Dupree of the Double Dupree's at House of Hardcore. Um, she did all the pictures and the uh, videos that I've been posting on to Instagram. So I really thank her. She's uh, very, she's very helpful, very uh, beautiful as well. I do have a picture of her and Jake Roberts that I'm going to post on Instagram if I haven't done it already. Uh, much thanks to Baltimore Soundstage, which sponsored this show. Uh, by having me come and do the interview his show was actually really really funny so if anybody who uh haven't seen the unspoken word tour by jake the snake roberts please go go see his show because i'm not going to spoil the jokes here he has some very funny ribs and funny anecdotes about uh uh being in locker rooms in wwf back in the day uh you know uh he he said about a rick rude rib that on, on the interview, but he didn't say what it was because that was part of the show. And for me to have him let that go on Shy Lounge, 
it would have basically spoiled the show. You know, you wouldn't pay the money. So please, please go see the unspoken word tour. I'm going to go again if they come back to Baltimore or, or if they, even in New York. I, I would actually attend. Also, uh, another shout out to Cloud Walker for his song. Uh, if you didn't catch his social media before, you can catch him on Facebook at Cloud Walker Hip Hop and on SoundCloud under Cloud Walker. Uh, much appreciated. Thanks again. I have uh, two upcoming dang dates. Thanks. <laughs> Sound like an episode of Martin. I have two upcoming dates I want to share with you. On September 10th in uh, Rahway, New Jersey, I will be at Russell Pro featuring uh, former WWE star Cody Rhodes, WWE Hall of Famer from 2008 and 2012, The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And also, as far as Russell Pro is concerned, this will be Brian Myers' last match aka Kurt Hawkins in WWE. He will be returning to WWE. I am so glad for him. I love the uh, Prince of Queens um, character that he has. Uh, so I will be coming out and showing support. And uh, fingers crossed to get an interview from him. If not, then that's okay. Because uh, we want him to have a good run in WWE. You know, because a lot of things are influenced uh, on the outside about WWE. So you say the wrong things. You know, WWE may be looking at you. Then they'll stop looking at you if you do uh, the wrong moves. So anyway, um, also on September 11th, which is a historic day, um, quite you know, quite honestly, this is the 15 year anniversary of that tragic day. So I know it's going to be a lot of things happening at NYC. Then again, I will be there at NYC for Evolve. Uh, you know, they, they had one a couple weeks ago. So uh, they always bring good shows. I know it's going to be animated, but this time it's going to be in Queens, New York. Look them up on Evolve under the social media, Evolve Wrestling, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even on their website. So. Again, thank you very much, Cloudwalker, uh, Monet Dupree, for taking the pictures and the videos that are posted on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I would love to have you again in the future. You know, everybody loves the Dupree's, her and her mother, the original Gata, Monique Dupree. And um, to end this show, I won't use the ending uh, theme like the uh, Shy Lounge theme. Instead, I'm going to go a little riskier. I'm going to use Jake Roberts' 1991 uh, theme, his heel theme, uh, entitled Trust Me. I have said this in an interview, um, you know, with him earlier. And this is my this is like my favorite one of my favorite themes because it just tells a story. And I know Jake enjoys it. I never asked him about it. But um, even though it's under WWE and Jim Johnston and uh, I will give the uh Shout out and shout out to them so I won't get sued. So don't sue me, sue the person who put it on YouTube, okay? <laughs> anyway, to end the show, thank you very much, everybody. I am the sensational one of Shy Lounge, and I should say peace, but then again, since I'm playing it, trust me. Trust me, 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 trust me. Trust me.